Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is a fight for an idea. And in the forefront stands a fundamental principle. Women do not exist for men's pleasure. Women exist for their own pleasure. First and far above all else stands the idea that shame itself is slavery. This idea is a form of organization of which a woman is bound to a world not created by oneself, but by a society that is afraid of the meaning and the purpose of what it means to be a woman in full power of her own sexuality. Through this form to assure a life unbounded by the beliefs generations have needlessly thrust upon them. And from this, there arises a new mode of thought, and thus necessarily, a new revolution must rise up. We say a new mode of thought. Today, the official sexual outlook for women is rooted in the view that women must be maintained in a world of shame for loving sex or even expressing what they desire because sex is for men's pleasure, which in itself is the essential thing. We, on the other hand, maintain that women's sexual desire has a definite purpose to be fulfilled and the failure to fulfill its purpose stands condemned. Above everything stands the purpose to maintain the right to have the sexual experience and fantasies each and every woman desires in the form for which they choose. That is the essential thing, and one should not speak of traditional roles one must adhere to for the protection of an ideology that is oppressive and destructive to women. In the place of this rigid, formal, tyrannical doctrine, women and only women must be the living organism that destroys this once and for all. Then, and only then, Will all the actions for women be given a new, untrammeled freedom? All the formal fetters which today can be imposed on women become immoral directly as they fail to maintain legitimacy because they do not live up to the highest purpose in life and the aim of all reasonable thought and action. I do not speak of the word victory as today that word must be saved for a later date. Today, in its place, the word which suits us better is the word fight. Fight to love being a woman. Fight for the sex you want. Fight to love your body. Fuck the media for making you not feel good enough. Fight, fight, fight! The shameless sexual revolution begins now!
Hello and welcome to the Shameless Sexual Revolution. I'm excited to have all of the beautiful, awesome women that we have here today on the show. And I'm going to introduce them in a second. We are coming to you via Zoom, coming from different states. So that's kind of exciting. That's something we couldn't do before. Miss the gatherings, but also love being able to see people that I don't get to see very much. So I'm just going to go ahead and introduce you my name and tell us a little bit about yourselves. Karen, you're first up. Oh, I'm first. Okay. Um, my name is Karen um, Benya. Um, I recently divorced. I've got four boys. And um, I'm excited to be here and to talk to all of you. Thank you for being here, Karen. And Caroline. Hi, everybody. I'm Caroline Johansson. I'm a psychologist. I live in Northeast Pennsylvania. I live with my husband and three small children. Thank you for being here. Oh, you bet. I'm excited. Yeah, we all need this today, don't we? (laughs) And Jenny, welcome to the show. Thanks. Glad to be here. I'm Jenny Martin, and I'm here in Seattle, Washington. I'm also a psychologist and a sex educator, and I love the whole idea of having this kind of conversation. I think it's really important, especially now, actually. And Jenny was on our previous show that was called Sexual Healing. So she's going to talk to us a little bit about her research today during the show. So you can look forward to that. And also we have Chantel. And Chantel will be joining us at some point. She's having problems with her Zoom link. So I'm sure we're all used to that kind of thing. So when she joins, I will let her introduce herself. So so it's good to see everybody. Good to see you. What has been going on in your lives? Does anyone have any stories to tell? Last time we were trying to convince Karen to date online. Karen, did you break down or are you still going strong? No, I did. I did not. Um, Still going strong. I'm not doing online dating. <laughs> I, I will not do online dating. Um, I have not dated, and I don't know. It's just um, since I'm a mom of four, like if I with this whole pandemic, I take it very seriously. On the side of um, my mom's, like we get a, a a call a week that someone has passed away. So I take that very seriously because so, um, well, my mom has like a ton of cousins, like more than a hundred. Um, her grandma had a lot of kids. So, um, if I get sick, I fall and there's no one to pick up the slack. Um, so that really puts a whole damper in my whole dating thing, you know? So I have not dated. I'm going into two years. Wow. Yeah, man. That's lonely. Yep. <laughs> Cheers. It is. You know, I was right now. I'm. I'm okay. I was more lonely a couple of months ago. Um, I don't know. I guess you go through stages of divorce, and right now I'm in like my very angry stage. Yeah. So That's the anger her. is 
sometimes the anger is just, you know, feels protective for a while. Mm-hmm. And it's energizing. It's so energizing when you, you need it. It motivates me a lot. Are you getting a lot of shit done? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've got all my ducks in a row. Well, that's something. Having time to focus on yourself. I'm like, yeah. But so yeah. much time. I'm not dating. <laughs> yeah, I don't have much into that. What do you get to do for yourself? I mean, you have four kids and you don't, I don't have a lot do of time. I don't do anything for myself. Um, I work since the babies, um, the babies and the older kids have a different schedule. So the babies are with me um, two weeks in a row. He's not allowed to get them for um, long periods of time. So he only gets them three days in every two weeks. So, and the big boys are one week with him, one week with me. So I basically don't have like, like today is my only time that I have to myself because I pick up the babies tomorrow and the big boys left yesterday. I don't know if y'all are following all this. It's pretty boring, but I don't have that time to myself. So how many hours do you get to yourself? How many hours do you get right now? Saturday day. Yeah. It's like 24 hours. 24 hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's only so much you can do in that time. My life is pretty depressing right now. And you decided to spend some of those hours with us. Yeah. 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 Thank <laughs> you for that. I know. I told you, like, I can't really, like, if I did this on a Sunday... Um, I wouldn't be able to drink because I would have to pick up my kids at six. So that's why Saturday would be the best time. So, yeah. So it is some kind of girls night, right? The best we can do. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Who was the girl who was trying to set me up last time? Oh, Brandy. Brandy. Yeah. Yeah, Brandy was on our last show. She's doing good. She's still having adventures and dating and and whatnot, but she may be out on a date right now. I don't know where she is. Is she online dating? She is, I think. Yeah, I think she's still doing. Last I heard, she was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't so, do that, man. Where are you from? I don't know what I was going to say. <laughs> Definitely started and then like had a moment. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm actually, I have an autoimmune disorder and I'm kind of in the middle of a flare up right now. I'm not kind of, I am. So, you know, we're all, I mean, you know, some days are easier than others with things. So I'm just, I'm, I'm a little bit not totally on my game, but that's all right. We're all still here. Are you medicated? No, I have an allergy mediated disease. And so um, 
I, uh, but right now the allergies are really bad. So, and, and also I, I, I tried a supplement that had something in it that triggered it. And so now I just kind of have to ride it out. Mm, no, my mom has been all crazy with her allergies today since she woke up. She can't get rid of them. Maybe yeah. It's about me. I don't know. Yeah, it'll be all right. It'll go away. I mean, it's just, you just kind of have to ride it out. Yeah, so something I've been struggling with over the pandemic for sure, and it just comes in in waves, but it's definitely, and I know we talked about this in the last one, but it's still something I'm that's been really hard for me. It's just low desire. Oh, here's Chantel. She'll be on in a second. Um, is anyone ha- struggling with that too? I mean, yeah. I low desire even for masturbation, like just. Yes, I have to like pat myself up for it, but you guys are going to laugh. So I have a structural home issue that comes with masturbating and sex right now. So because our house like shifts because of the, the temperature and the seasons, because we're in PA, so the, the seasons are serious. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. My bedroom door doesn't close to the point of being able to lock anymore. <sighs> oh, Start no. With that. Yeah. Yeah, my door's not closing. My, my door closes, but it won't lock. And my four-year-old... Um, wakes up at six in the morning and he also even though we put the boys to bed starting at eight o'clock he will easily stay up till nine thirty, ten o'clock and like pop in and out of the room to come talk to us at various times um and i am not a person that can have sex if i'm not like energized and i am not energized <laughs> after like seven or eight p.m like it's not it's not in me and then to know like the door isn't locked so, like, we literally have to, like, plan it for times where the two littles are napping and my oldest is at my in-laws. But my in-laws have now left for a three, maybe five-week vacation. So Those I don't selfish know. assholes. No. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't even know what I'm going to try to plan because I have to, like, myself up for this excitement and have energy and and want to do it um but now i don't even know when i'm going to because like my door doesn't lock like that's that's what i'm dealing with right now on top of like no energy or desire or privacy 
What about the not having any kind of energy? I missed that first part. Tara, why why aren't you getting any? Why are you low? With desire? Oh, well, I I think it's just for me been the emotional weight of the pandemic and being a therapist and, um, you know, family stuff that is come up because of pandemic stuff and um, I'm a highly sensitive person so I just I feel everything that's around me and so I've been really working on not taking in a lot of things and just trying to seal my space up so that um, so that I don't take on just the oh here hold on sorry trying to get Chantel in she's struggling with her oh I think she's connecting um so I think that's a lot of it for me. I mean, it really, I mean, it, it it's better when my estrogen's higher, like around ovulation, I do have a little bit like I'm excited, but um, otherwise I have to, like Caroline said, I have to really do a lot of work to get myself in that mindset, even for masturbation. Sometimes I'm just like, I'm doing it. I'm in the shower and I have like 10 minutes. So yeah, but and I'm, I'm with Tara. Like there's so much other things on my mind. Like it's really hard to like shake my mind that I've actually caught myself multiple times. Like when I'm trying to masturbate, having an argument with myself, because now my mind has like gone elsewhere. And I'm, for example, like Tara, like I'm like, why am I thinking about Tara right now? Like Tara's not thinking about my problems when she's masturbating. Like I need to stop thinking about her problems. Oh, like, well- you could think about me, though. I mean, if it turns you on. <laughs> I think about you, but like, not like my best friend's divorce. I'm yeah. Like, I'm like, Christy is not masturbating to me while she's like, you know, thinking about my problems. But it's like, there's so much on our plate, like trying to have that moment that you're like fully present is different. Yeah. Getting out of your head and into your body. That's been my biggest challenge. Hi, Chantel. Hi, I finally got it to work. Yay. <laughs> Good to see you. Uh, everybody when you introduced too. her, I just said first name, but you're I'd love for you to introduce yourself however you'd like. <laughs> um, I'm Chantel. Hi everybody. Uh, I've known Tara for a few years. Um I don't I don't I really hate introducing myself because I never know what to say. Oh well that's fine. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to know you a little bit more throughout and sh- and you've been on a couple of the of the shows before so some yes. other people who've listened to the show have heard you before yes <laughs> glad you're here me too I'm glad I came in when I did because um I'm glad to know that I'm not the only one that has that same problem of getting out of my head <laughs> yeah what do you is, do, do, do you have any techniques that help you not as of yet. I haven't figured anything out yet. I, and I kind of feel like the more I'm trying to figure out how to distract myself from that, it just kind of makes it worse. And I'm like doing it even more. And I'm like, what the heck is going on? (laughs) Yeah. One thing that I've been working on and I'm not, I I would like to say that I'm doing it every day, but I'm not. But (laughs) one thing that I've been working on is using grounding techniques and actually going, you know, standing outside on the ground and scanning my body and 
feeling my body and being in my body. So like I'll have my feet on the ground and I'll start with my feet and fill all the way from the ground. Like the ground is giving me the the energy of the earth and fill it up all the way through my body and pay attention as I'm scanning through my body if anything feels a certain way and I'm doing some breathing exercises and I'm doing some of the heart math exercises that Jenny taught me. Um, and those are, that, that's been helping me a little bit. If I remember to do it, that's the hard thing is taking like even five minutes sometimes of in the morning going out and doing that. Sometimes I don't remember because it'll be like, Audrey needs something. And then now I'm in mommy mode and I forgot about me. And it's hard to get out of it. Once you're in it, you're like, just go, go, go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, this whole thing, people talk about, oh, the pandemic has really helped me slow down. No, none of that shit for me. It's just Same like, <laughs> it's just brought like a tornado. I know yes. for me, what I know, oh, sorry. For me, what oh, no, I, I was just is that um, it, it can go one way or the other for any given day. And it certainly affects desire for me as well. But uh, in terms of being able to drop into my body, if I get consumed by people sharing just their thoughts about whether it's news or just people sharing their concerns about what's going on in the world right now. If I get too bought into that and I don't have a sense of detachment from it, my mind is just, uh, it just is out of control for the rest of the day. really. So um, what I, the pandemic isn't helping me be more centered, but what it's not helping me, but what I realize is the stakes are higher now. There's so much pulling at you all the time that um, for me, it's like making a decision early in the morning to get ahead of it and to um, do some of the exercises like uh, Tara was talking about. And for me, it's like, a breathing exercise and a focusing exercise. And uh, I feel like I can be at a more of a distance of all the barrage of negativity coming at me during the day. If I start out more like that in the beginning, and then that helps me, you know, in terms of feeling desire and stuff, like as soon as I'm more in my body, then that is more present for me too. So, yeah. Yeah, I think it's just it, and then in the moment being able to realize when you've left your body and get back in. That's the hardest thing cuz cuz the the brain will be going for a while for me and then I'll be like, "Oh shit, I'm out of my body again." Like I'm here I'm masturbating and I'm thinking about someone's divorce and that's not turning me on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's being able to then get back in and recognize it sooner. That's part of the work too. what does jeff think about what he has a lot of opinions you not being (laughs) in the mood oh um you know he's he uh he's really good at helping me be in my body and um be in the moment and things like that so he's really respectful of like and of just giving me like physical affection and being able to initiate. And sometimes he helps, he, he just kind of 
helps helps me to talk about it and like normalize it and and he and he he will initiate but he also isn't doesn't get upset if I'm if I'm not in the mood but I think he's a lot better at being in the moment and not you know he's can compartmentalize so he's a lot better like not being daddy all the time while I'm mommy all the time and so he just helps remind me that I'm me and that helps me a lot but he doesn't really get frustrated with it You know, both of us, like, I'm I'm really a proponent of masturbation, and I'm, you know, like, I have no problem with, and he has no problem with going and masturbating if he needs to masturbate, and I have no problem with him doing that either. So sometimes we just kind of joke, and we're like, okay, I'll just let the lesbians take over, and you can go watch some porn and masturbate, you know, like, I'm good with that, because I'm just too tired, and I want to make sure, and I'm fine with him being satisfied that way. So I think we have a good, we have, we have a good understanding around it but I'm I'm sure he I know that he would like to have more sexual connection and I would too though (laughs) you know it's not like I don't too it's just it's hard when you're so tired Mm -hmm. always so tired yeah just like heavy tired What is that like for y'all that are in relationships with partners when you're having low desire? That was a good question, Karen. Anyone else weigh in on that? My husband is a really good sport. I think like like Jeff, um, Rick and I are, are pretty good with knowing that the other one's probably going to masturbate and that's just kind of how, how it is and we're cool with it. But he's really good at like, he dropped off my son the other day at my in-laws and was like hanging out for a while. But in my head, I had been like, the two littles are napping. We've got like an hour. I'm going to shower. I'm going to shave my legs. Like I'm going to get in the mood. I come out of the shower. He hasn't home yet. I call him and I'm like, where are you? He's like, oh, I was hanging out. I'm like, come home right now. And I hear him like start laughing. And he's like telling his dad, oh, I didn't realize Caroline wanted to run some errands. I got to go right now. And like hangs up the phone. And I'm like, yeah, he knows exactly what's happening. He got home in like record speed and he was like, fine. Like you say it's on, we're doing it. I'm good. Um, meanwhile, like nighttime, I can like be like, oh, well maybe. And then I'm like, yeah, I just ate half bag of chips or I'm bloated or now I'm tired or Felix is like coming in and out of the room like a dozen times. I'm like, yeah, it's not happening. I'm not waiting until 10 o'clock. So. Oh, and there they are. Yeah, I was say, how, how loud are they? Those little distractions. <laughs> little Viking. Um, but yeah, because of their sleep schedule, we're never without one awake. Almost ever in the house. So, I mean, he's a good sport. Um, I tried to declare that August. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? 
they're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It was going to be like a get back in touch with our sexuality and it made, we made it like maybe two weeks. That's something? Um, that's something. Yeah. Yeah. I bought a, I bought a book. He, we bought new toys for my birthday. We were all excited. And then like, it's completely fizzled out. It's probably been like once since mid August. So. Oh yeah. no, he's downstairs. He's going to be like, you just told everybody we've had sex once in a month. Hey, some people are really happy for you. <laughs> They're like, you've done yeah. it once in a month. <laughs> Yes. Try try two years, Caroline. I think oh, you're a pretty good oh, girl. Doing great. Yeah, no, but I'm I'm staring at this man snoring every night, and I'm like, oh wow, I've just had a complete like cycle, and and I don't think we did it once. Oops. So I I interviewed someone who um. I always say his name wrong. Sean, Sean Galanos, I think is how his name is said. And he's a Canadian sex coach. He was really fun. I interviewed him a couple times and he gave us some advice. And um, it was really simple, but it really works for me. Um, and it helps me get myself in the mood and everything. And it's really one of those things, like you said, Caroline, there, there's a lot of miss, there's a lot of moving pieces. So I, I put, um, we have a shared Google calendar that's color coded and stuff. So I put sex on our Google calendar. Like even if it's the, like in the morning and it happens, like all the things work out, like my client cancels and, you know, like Audrey is the not at home because um, she's not at home two days a week now that we have the the micro school and um, you know all the things align and I'll look and see if he has a meeting if he doesn't I just put it on the calendar and then I can get myself excited about it even whether I feel like I want to do it when I put it on the calendar or not I have all this time to get excited about it and that really works for me so that that helps because for me it's very much a head thing like I have to I have to get excited about it I have to sort of shed the other roles I have to put certain music on if I can that helps me remember that I am also a sexual being and I do that for masturbation too like I woo myself so yep okay <laughs> that was, that's what works for me <laughs> you put it in your schedule I put it on the shared google calendar yep you know, that would probably be smarter if I did that because I keep it in my mental mom calendar that that we all keep where we know everything that's happening at every second. And that's why, like, I'll come out of the shower and he's, like, chatting with his dad down the street because he doesn't know, according to the calendar, he's supposed to be getting laid right now. <laughs> so maybe that would be a good idea because I, I am really excited that now two days a week starting this past week, like two days a week, there's going to be a couple hours where we're both working from home and there's going to be no kids. I've been thinking like, of course, that's the moment where I'm like, oh, this is where I get to do yoga and I don't have a toddler crawling on me, but maybe I should really kind of like forego. I think you'll get a better exercise with the, sex, the yoga. You can do yoga poses during sex. <laughs> Downward dog. 
Amen. You guys are like, as I'm saying this out loud, I'm realizing like how silly I am with my workout routine. Like cat cow. (laughs) Happy baby. I was thinking happy. I was thinking happy, happy cow. That's the one where you cross your legs and you're doing the happy baby. Oh yeah. That's a good one. Hip openers. You, You cross your legs. So like you're laying on your back with your knees up by your belly, but you cross your legs first and then like pull your oh. leg side. Oh, okay. I learned that one really recently. That one was fun. I don't know how I'll do it with him. But maybe if I'm on the bed and he's standing. He'll push your legs towards your chest. Yeah. It yeah. could be a fun then challenge. Then you can move around a little bit, <laughs> you know. I'll come back to you guys, let you know if it works. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> so I've been having do you, does anybody have any fantasies or things that you want to say during sex that you're not really sure how your partner would respond but you're kind of just wanting to do it and so I realized lately that I had that I, 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 I kind of have like the like I want to call him daddy, kind of thing. You like I do bet. it. Yeah, uh, but I bet he'd I don't like think that. He'd like it. <laughs> well, if he doesn't, he'll let you know. That's true. And I, I mean, I could talk to him about it beforehand, but I've just been kind of thinking about it, and I'm like, I really like that whole like daddy thing. And and of course, y'all know I love Lana Del Rey. So like, I've been listening to a lot of Lana Del Rey, and she's like, she has this song about like calling him daddy and all this stuff. And I'm like, that sounds really sexy. You should try it tonight. I think my wine is heading. <laughs> You're like, I'm excited for you. Do it. I think I'm gonna text you tomorrow and see if you did it. Well, they're they're camping outside tonight, Audrey and and Jeff. So I don't think it's going to happen tonight. But it is. Uh, y'all can be my accountability warriors and remind me. Did you call him daddy during sex? Just send me a text in the middle of the day. <laughs> you whisper it to him, and that's how you're going to ask him. Not, is it okay if I call you daddy? You should make it sexy and whisper mm-hmm. it and be like, "Hey, daddy." Want you, you to send him some dirty daddy tasks to like dirty daddy warm him up to the idea <laughs> daddy I, I put in a scheduled appointment for us tomorrow yeah I've been a very dirty little girl <laughs> I am excited to hear how this is gonna go <laughs> so any okay. fun things that you like to yell out during sex Interesting things you've called a sexual partner. See, I'll go since I think it's the wine hitting. All right, do it, Karen. Tell us. I don't like to talk during sex, but I offend, like, well, I try to make it a reality. Like, I like the whole choking thing. Mm-hmm. What do you um, like about it? He takes full control. I don't know what y'all think about that, but that's, that's what I like. So you like, I mean, is it also this sensation of how it feels or it's the emotional feeling of I someone think, taking control? I think, um, let me put my wine down. I think whenever, um, 
the whole control thing and whenever it's like the hands are on your neck they can also like pull you even more so during I'm, penetration is that what you mean yeah so like the roughness of it yes i okay. like i like rough sex that's something tara didn't know about me i didn't i'm glad <laughs> to know that <laughs> I, I can that. understand that. I like that too. <laughs> what do you like about rough sex? I think like she said, just the fact of like, they're like being in control because, and I think it's because I'm always like, I always have to be in control of everything in my life. Mm-hmm. So it's like just letting go and like, they're just, I don't, they're just taking that control. You're not like giving it to them. I guess, in a sense, if that makes sense. So you like to take control in life, but you like to be controlled in bed. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's how I am, too. Because it gives me, like, a little bit of a mental break. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I've tried that, and I, I like to... I would rather be the one that's in control in bed. Well, either I shared control or be in control. Mm. But I think I like shared control the best. So I, you're on top a lot. I like being on top, yes. But I like being on top, and then, uh, and then he, and then he'll flip me over, and he'll be on top, and we call it ride the Tara and ride the Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i like i like the flow of it back and forth i think mm-hmm. but i don't know what the daddy thing about is about i don't know if that's like something i just want to say to him or maybe i i don't really know i don't know why I, why that appealed to me when i listened to that song i have to explore that maybe it's the nurturing component of it does he get you in the mood if you think you're going to call him daddy? No. I don't know. I just realized it the other day, so I'm still kind of trying to figure out what it is about it. Or maybe I just like it for no reason. I think sometimes it's just the, the act of something different. Yeah. Like the actor just throwing in something new that like you realize whatever has been going on lately is getting a little stale. Yeah, I think that's definitely true. A couple of weeks ago, I'm, I decided to, I have an office, but I, we, I've, we decided to, I've decided to move out of the office and do everything online because I mean, why am I going to keep paying for the office when I don't know when I'm going to be back in it? But, um, I arranged everything. I had a babysitter come over to be with Audrey so that she wasn't with us and everything just so that we could have sex in my office just to be somewhere else, you know, and like on the on the therapy couch and stuff, um, which no one will sit on. So, you know, we put stuff down on it, everybody. Don't worry. But <laughs> that was kind of sexy. Had you guys ever done that before? We did in my um, therapist chair when we when I moved in the office, but we hadn't done it on the flip side on the on the couch the, on the other couch. So 
It was something that, new and it was a different location. Is that the craziest <laughs> thing you've done? Craziest thing? No, I don't think it's the craziest thing. I mean, we've we've uh, done sexual stuff in a movie theater, and that's probably the craziest thing I've done with people there and stuff. I know that's not that super crazy, but yeah, that was fun. What's the craziest thing you've done, Karen? Um, a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> Give us some ideas. But. Mm. Well, I've done the the theater thing, but not inside the theater. It it was in the restroom at a wedding. Um, at the restroom of a theater. Yeah. So there was a wedding at a theater. No, no, no. Oh, just oh, sorry. Um, okay. <laughs> it was at a wedding. I'm I'm naming several places. Oh. Okay. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, gotcha. Oh, so you've done this more than once, I hear. <laughs> um, uh, I don't know. I feel like I'm the only one sharing. I can share something. Um, probably the craziest thing I've done is having sex in front of an audience, like a whole group of people. Yep, that would oh, wow. be interesting. At um, we, I don't, I mean, COVID. I don't haven't been there in a long time, but I don't know if they're still open. But there's some clubs in um, the Seattle area that are smear clubs, and uh, there's one where there's like this open room where if you want to other people to watch you, you can. So, um, so yeah. So I did that with, um, sometimes it was having sex with women and sometimes it was having sex with, um, multiple men at the same time and having people watch. So what appealed to you about trying that? I think there was an, from growing up Catholic and growing up very sex is bad, sex is wrong, um, I'm not a sexual person to working through my own liberation and then being out there as a sexual person. And, you know, it, it was very, I mean, it's just like the opposite of how I would have been <laughs> like, that would have mortified me when I was young, like even the thought like, Oh my God, that would never be me. So to be there and do that, it was just kind of like a milestone, like, wow, this is how far I've come. Like I own my sexuality. My sexuality is not for someone else. It's not to please someone else. It's my sexuality. It's my pleasure. And, um, you know, just to be there with a couple of men and tell them what to do, but not in a domineering way, but kind of like, okay, you're there, you're there, you're doing this. And, um, but not in a domineering way, but just in a, I'm calling the shots and, you know, I'm, you, I mean, you're going to get pleasure, but so am I. And, uh, um, 
so um, and then even when I was with a woman in that context, it wasn't, oh, I'm going to do this to please the men that are watching. It was like, I really wanted to do that. And it was fun to have people watch. So was it with people you knew or people you met that night? I mean, I was there with my partner, but um, I didn't. I mean, I have done that with him in that context, but this was with strangers. I mean, with protection, but. That's so exhilarating. I know that's hot. It is. My favorite, (laughs) my favorite fantasy is when I fantasize about us, like, and it's funny because this is the, like the analytical part of myself. I have to still like make all the rules of how this would actually occur, but us like being on vacation and meeting another swingers couple and like walking through that fantasy, like that's my my go-to when it's me like thinking about us swinging with other people I like the fantasy about being watched too um Mm -hmm. and often I'll fantasize that a woman is going down on me and Jeff is watching I like that one yeah yes I always in my in my fantasy I'm hooking up with like the other female and the men are watching for a while and then they can join but it's it depends how long the, the fantasy has to be lasting, how far I got. <laughs> if they, they ever many... get to join or yeah. not. Maybe they're going to get to join. Some nights we're, we're done and I'm going back to sleep and <laughs> the men lose. No, they didn't lose. They got to watch you. Truth. Truth. That, that fantasy cruise couple that we, we hook up with. Do do they have do they look a certain way or anything or do, do they look different every time or or do they really have a look? I like dark-haired women. I think it's the contrast to myself. Um the men whatever. In my fantasy, they're not ugly. I don't think I really picture their their face. <laughs> a good visual one see when i visualize it i i would never i'd be single not i wouldn't be able to share um my partner um it would just have to be with um, maybe people i knew or with just nobody but i wouldn't be able to share my partner i guess i'm very jealous in that sense Mm-hmm. we've been together for a while and I think the other part is that analytical part of my brain even in my fantasies I'm being fair <laughs> yeah. yeah you can hit that too if we're if I'm having fun you can have fun <laughs> <laughs> but is it okay for you to have fun not at the expense of his fun but you'd have fun and him not to have fun and just know that you're having pleasure and that's in real life? Oh, he would love it. He would love if he got to sit back and watch it. It's making me feel like COVID needs to end. <laughs> that was something that was sort of okay. surprised me too, learning about um, how turned on Jeff was by my pleasure. Because and this goes back to what we're taught about sexuality, like you were talking about, Jenny, you know, of m- me feeling that my sexuality and 
that my sexuality was there to please somebody else and wasn't just for me. And so I had this idea that like, okay, it's tit for tat with sex. Like if he if he gives me an orgasm or he's giving me pleasure, then he's going to expect it back or some part of him is going to be frustrated at me or resentful of me or something like that. Like that's what I was operating on before I really was able to shift that and know that I wasn't responsible for his pleasure, but that, you know, that could be a part of it, but also that he was just really happy for me. I think when, when you ask that question, Karen, about low desire and how does Jeff deal with it? One thing I think that he's really good about is that, um, he'll be like, Hey, did you masturbate in the shower? And it's not asking that because it just turns him on, but he just wants like, he wants to know I had a good shower, you know, just makes him feel good. (laughs) He's like, was it a good shower? Yeah. He doesn't ask me if I masturbate in the shower. He's asked me if it was like, if it was a good shower and we all know what that means, you know? And that was, you know, that was really liberating to me. And that's been the first partner that I had that experience with. I'm not saying that none of my other partners could have been that way. I just didn't know then. I didn't like test out that theory. So that, that's that been a cool developmental change for me as far as sexuality goes. Um, that's happened in the past like five years. Really actually more since we started this particular show. When did you think, uh, oh, sorry, I'm sorry, go ahead. What what do you think changed doing the show? What do you think? um... I think just the fact of talking about sex with other women and feeling empowered sexually and feeling normalized a lot of things like, you know, we'll say something and other and others of us will say, oh, I'm so glad you said that because I feel that way, too. Um, that, that really just helped me, uh, look at my own sexuality as an individual, not as it relates to anybody else. And that was really the first time I ever looked at it that way. Cool. So Tara, I gotta tell you, it was what, like maybe two months ago, three months ago that I was on the show, uh, the last time. And it like brought me back to like our college years. Like the last time I was really having, you know, drinks with girlfriends and really getting in deep with like what we were doing sexually and what we were comfortable with. Like, it makes me think of that young exploration when you had a few friends you were willing to talk to about it. And it feels like it kind of fizzles out at some point. Yeah, it does. And, you know, it doesn't have to. I think it just, we just get so caught up in serving others and that's so rewarded socially for women especially yeah I have like one girlfriend who will honestly check in with me and like if something comes up she'll ask like oh well did did you at least get some mind-blowing sex and if I'm like yeah it wasn't really that good she's like one of the few people a that'll ask and then do a follow-up while like dude Caroline you have to do better like you need to do it for you and I'm like how how many of us have those friends that are that are thinking to that point of, of pushing us still. We need a pleasure posse. Mm. <laughs> that sounds like, like a new line of sex toys right there. It does. <laughs> yep. Um, oh, gosh, what is, I'm trying to, I got that from somebody else and I want to give her credit, but I'm just totally blanking on her name and it's someone I've known for a while. I'll come back to that. But I did an interview a while back with her, this person who I know and cannot remember her name at this moment. Um, and um, it's it's about pleasure. And it's it's 
it's on the podcast, but I can't remember what it's called right now. So I'm just not, it's just not coming to me. <laughs> um, Amy Waterman. Yes. She wrote a book about pleasure and she talked about women having a pleasure posse. And I was like, that's an awesome, I love that. And it's alliterative, you know, I love alliteration. So, mm-hmm. so, so Jen- does everybody here have, I'm sorry, Tara, does everybody here have a, <laughs> Um, is married or have a partner? Partner. I'm married. <laughs> mm-hmm. Married. Married. So all of y'all get constant, or if you'd like. Hmm. <laughs> 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 Yeah, and you know what? That that like sometimes adds to the guilt and the shame that's been going on lately with like the low desire and everything. Like when I realize, you know, I've groomed myself and then I look at myself and I realize it's time to groom myself again and I've not once had sex during that whole time frame or I go through like a whole cycle and I'm like, oh, wow, it, that means it's been like four or five weeks. I should be having more sex like this should 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 and then it's like the guilt that you're not pleasing him and then like the shame of like I know I want to be having sex why am I not having more sex yeah so you have to be compassionate towards yourself which is the hardest person to be compassionate to sometimes Mm -hmm. So, Jenny, I was hoping you would share some of the research that you're doing with with the women here. I told everybody that you were coming on. Everyone's excited about that. Oh, um, what would you like me to like pick a topic? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Right. Um, Well, one of the things that you were working on right now that I thought was particularly interesting is you you said you're working... Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Are you struggling to lose weight and keep it off? Tired of wasting time and money on starvation diets that lead to more frustration and stress? If there was a weight loss solution that could actually work for you, would you try it? Then head to golo.com. I'm Steve. I lost 138 pounds in nine months on Golo. I'm Amber. I've lost 128 pounds with Golo taking release. If you're ready to take back control of your life, head to golo.com now and see how Golo can work for you. That's G-O-L-O.com. My sleep is way better. My 
Inflammation has gone way down. Golo saved my life. I was way overweight. That's what sent me down the path. I wanted to make sure and live for my kid. I have literally tried everything. I was on the verge of getting gastric bypass surgery, and I saw the Golo commercial, and it was the last thing I tried because it worked. Join over 2 million people who have found a better way to lose weight with Golo. Your healthier and happier life begins at Golo.com. That's G-O-L-O.com. Again, G-O-L-O.com on writing something for it is the is is the power of the cervix oh and and our well you i i can't really express it very well i tried to talk about it in the last show but i i was like oh i don't i don't even really know how to put it into words the work that you're doing you're you're much more adept at that oh yeah um well basically that the cervix, which is um, the mouth of the uterus where the baby comes through, where we get pap smears with most women, it's numb or even painful, right? When we get a pap smear, but that part of our body actually is connected to the vagus nerve, which is the main nerve of the parasympathetic nervous system, which is part of the rest and digest nervous system. And if you activate the cervix during sex, it is most mind-blowing orgasm. So it's not just in your pelvic area. It just encompasses the entire body. And, the, you know, if you ever – the whole out-of-body experience, not in a – the whole out-of-body experience that, that can happen where you're – like in another dimension and you just, you know, you, it's just like mind blowing. That is what happens when the cervix is engaged. Um, but it won't get engaged with just um, the kind of sex you see in porn, which is just, you know, going right at it. Right. Um, it has to be uh, where, I mean, foreplay isn't just foreplay, it's actually part of it. So like really getting you into a relaxed state by touch, by kissing, by, you know, all of that sensual stuff. And, um, but it also requires, you know, a, a certain point penetration that is deep, but not like just wham, you know, like not, it has to be slow. And, and for a lot of women, it's a period of time getting, I mean, I know for myself, it took a long time for me to be able to like have the kind of sex that re- that really activates the cervix. First of all, I was numb, you know, I just had no feeling there. And second of all, when I when the cervix my cervix was hit, it was painful like ah no, don't go there, right? So it took a while for me to actually um, be attuned to that and it was actually using a sex toy um, for a while. And um, to actually make contact with it and actually feel it and, um, and, and do it in a, like, you can't do it when your body's tense or when your mind's somewhere else. Like you have to be, your body has to be relaxed. Otherwise you'll tense that part of you. And that's where the pain comes. But if you're in the right relaxed state and you, um, and you connect the cervix, the cervix is like connected to like the whole brain and stuff. Um, and so if you're like stimulating the clitoris, the, the, you know, the whole vaginal area and the cervix all at once, that's when it can send you, like it changes your brainwave state. 
And um, the research that I've been working on is how sex can actually change someone's experience of PTSD. So it can actually rewire your brain. And I had all these PTSD symptoms for the longest time. And by experiencing this type of sex, all of my PTSD symptoms shifted. So um, it actually shifts you permanently. It's not just like, oh, that was really cool. I felt good. No, it actually, and here's the thing that I really am passionate about is it gives women a different experience of their power. Because if you have, like triggering that part of you, it is the most powerful feeling throughout your body. Like, when the first time it happened to me, I felt like I could walk out to the street and pick up a car and just, you know, with my own hands and just throw it down. Like it was so much power throughout my entire body. I'm like, holy shit, I can't believe. And um, and one of the things that that activates it to, to have this kind of orgasm is um, being really vocal to vocalize because the vagus nerve is connected to the throat too. And you know that you're having a cervical orgasm if when you're, um, when you're screaming actually, but you're, it, it goes really deep. Like it goes guttural. Then you know that you're having that kind of like really deep orgasm. Um, but the men's bodies are not connected to that part to the parasympathetic nerve system in the same way so they actually don't have access to that depth of orgasm without having intercourse with a woman that's already got there so we're really unique in that way um our bodies are really really powerful like really like the amount of power that can be generated through our body is way more than that um through something called neural entrainment, when they're having intercourse with a woman that's in that kind of state, they can pick it up, but she's the one that originates it. So there you go. That's really cool to know. <laughs> yeah, I have like so many questions. That's so exciting. I know. <laughs> yeah. So I know exactly what you're talking about, about when the cervix gets hit too early on and there's the physical pain. Yeah. I'm thinking about like, how to start practicing, like getting the body there. Like when you're talking about, you know, a sex toy, does something like vibration help it? Like, well, I mean, one of the things is being, so one, so here's one of the things that's really important about this is psychological safety. A woman's body is not going to open up to this orgasmic possibility if it doesn't feel safe. So it's trusting the guy, but also, you know, like there's, like he's not pissed off at you. He's not angry at you. Like there, there has to be like a real safety and trust in your body or your body won't open up these neurals, these nerve, um, nerve pathways. So one of the things is electricity, like vibrator, they're fine, but to open this pathway up, not so much because that kind of numbs you. So what you want to do is you want to be so present in your body. What's my body feeling right now? Cause your body, ha- you have to feel like, you know, you're trusting your body, right? Like your body, there has to be this, like, you know, yes, I do want you to come in, you know, to, it is okay for you to enter me right now. Like, you having more of a sense of sovereignty over your body, like that's important. 
But things like the, um, you know, like the jade egg thing, if you get a jade egg and you practice wearing that around, um, what that'll do is, so when I was doing this early on, um, um, my partner dared me to walk across a marble um, uh, uh, lobby in a hotel with the egg inside of me and no underwear and a dress. Um, so I <laughs> like worked on, I mean, you have to like friggin' like, I didn't want like all of these, it was in Scottsdale, Arizona. So like, we didn't want all of these like very conservative couples looking around like, holy shit, what just dropped out of here, right? <laughs> She just laid an so, egg. Yeah. So I was just like, the only thing that mattered to me was like holding that goddamn thing inside of me. Like I'm holding, but you do that enough. Like you get your, it, it creates this contraction, which makes you hold his cock more when you're having sex, but it also gets that part of you used to, and the cervix used to like, cause you really need a deep contraction when you're having sex to have this. And so, um, but the other thing that the egg does, it if you're wearing an egg and you know you're doing your housework or you're doing something, all of a sudden you are in your body because you got this thing inside of you and you're it puts you in your body. So, you know, just now and again practicing with that, it gives you because the most important one of the most important things you need is you need more mind body. I need a more mind body awareness, like to really be able to drop into here. Right. And that's, that's really key to it. So using the eggs, but then what would you, what kind of sex toy would you use to try to stimulate the cervix? Well, it's a a dildo type of thing. Mm -hmm. So, um, and glass is really good electricity, not so much, but, um, to, and you know, to do that in a playful way with your partner outside of having sex. So there's no like, oh, I need to do this because we're going to do something, right? But just having, um, you know, them to have patience with you, or you can do it solo, right? You don't need to be with, you don't need to be partnered. And to do it solo and to vary the intensity and to, um, you know, and to think kind thoughts when you're doing it towards yourself, not stressful thoughts. But even before you put the the dildo in you or you put the um, egg thing in you is to ask permission of that part of your body. Are you ready to receive this? And then to start training yourself to get a signal from your body that it's okay to insert this because that, you know, hopefully you know, you can, that can happen during sex to say, Hey, I'm not ready yet. And to be really ready for, to be, make sure you're ready before they, um, you know, come in, you know, are inside of you because just cause you're wet doesn't mean you're aroused. Right. So being wet is a response to women that are raped will get wet. Right. Arousal wet. non-concordance. Yeah, they'll get wet just so they don't get ripped during sex, right? Mm-hmm. So getting wet is not, um, I'm ready for sex. For women, sex is much more of an emotional mind-body thing. So it's like, am I desiring sex right now? And like, there's a statistic that I saw, like 92% of women have had unwanted sex in their lives. Not not violence, not 
non-consensual, but they've been with a partner that they cared for, but they've done it just because they, the other person wanted it. And, you know, I, I understand that happens. I've done it myself, but the, the whole thing is you start to lose trust of yourself. If you just lend your body out all the time, you lose this connection with your body. Like your body, it, it starts to split, right? Your, your body doesn't trust you as much that, you know, no, we really want this. We're really here, you know? So, yeah. I like the idea of asking your body for permission for anything, I mean, just being getting into that practice of knowing that you're, you're, I mean, whatever it is, like it, it, with your even eating food, like do, you know, do I really want to taste this food? Does, does, does my body really want to consume it? Or do, do I really feel like taking a walk right now? Does my body want to move? Does my body want to be still? Because I think we often and I know I do this, especially sometimes with exercise, because I'm like, I exercise at 930am. That's when I exercise. And so I'm, I'm more rigid about like, I need to do this exercise at this time, kind of like what you were saying, Caroline, like, you know, being rigid about your exercise routines and stuff and being able to ask your body, what does my body really feel like doing right now? And in all contexts, I mean, it, just having that connectedness. So I, I like, I like what you talked about, about your body trusting the decisions your brain is making for it. I gotta be like really candid listening to this. It makes me think about when I have a time frame for when I want to masturbate and I rush it like that. I don't, seduce myself like Tara talks about when I'm just like okay I gotta I gotta get in I gotta get out rub it out this is, <laughs> this is when the nap is over this is when this one's coming back like I have this much time this is what I gotta do and I like open my nightstand right and I look at my array of fun toys and I go for like the closer as opposed to like the starter yeah I've definitely done that too I mean, I don't, I do sometimes romance myself, but then sometimes I don't, you know, cause it's just like, like you said, it's like, oh, I have two extra minutes. So I'm going to go like for the, like the, the hardest spray on the shower head right now. Like, cause I know that's going to like get it in <laughs> versus I know I like it better when I start off slow. And so my whole vulva can get all of the sensation without just like going for the clit. <laughs> You know, like, let's get her in. Yeah, I can totally tell the difference when I know I have time and I'm like easing into it. And that idea of just trying to give myself permission to have that extra time. And I get mad at myself because it doesn't end well. Like, mm. I mean, sometimes it does, but it doesn't end well when I'm trying to rush it. And then I'm like, why didn't it work? And I'm like, oh, yeah, because I didn't give myself that five, 10 minutes to like warm up to this idea. Yeah, it's just the pushing your body to do the things you need it to do. Like, let's just get it, whatever it is. Because something I was, I don't remember who was talking about it. Um, but it's the idea that uh, that we are really encouraged and taught to push ourselves through discomfort, physical discomfort. And even told that it's part of our lives as women 
And what messages does your body receive about that? And like you were talking about, Jenny, um, having sex with a partner just to like get it over with or whatever. So unwanted sex, but not necessarily anything violent. But then you... I've even heard people say this to me um, and just like every day, just like no big deal. Like, yeah, I just kind of go off in my mind while we're doing it because I didn't really want to, but I knew, you know, we needed to get it done or whatever, Um, that kind of stuff. But also just um, pushing ourselves through discomfort to for the service of other people, like just constantly, you know, Um Obviously, you know, baby's crying, you wake up in the middle of the night, and you're like, you're not going to be like, what a jerk, I'm going to sleep in because it's more comfortable. But but that's part of it, too, is you just start training yourself. And then, or I have trained myself, I found myself doing that and then taking it into and generalizing it into all contexts. And there's sometimes when we do have to push our bodies through discomfort, but not all the time, and be able to listen to the discomfort and what it's trying to tell you. Mm. So Jenny, I have another question. Can we talk about the difference between Kegel balls and eggs? Is there like a, a preference or an opinion? I, I don't know that there's, I mean, maybe, maybe there is, but I, I've used both. I think both are great. Both for me accomplish the same thing. So I think it's just a preference really. What do you, what are your thoughts? I have a pair of double Kegel balls. So that's why I was, I was curious and um, I'm completely off track. I'm picturing the fact that uh, my, my two-year-old grabbed them by the, cause they have a handle and was like running around the house the other day with them. And uh, I took a picture and like sent it to my best friend. And afterwards, like Rick was like, what was she playing with? Cause it makes kind of like those um, Chinese like meditation. Yes. balls. <laughs> like running around like waving this thing and he's like what is that and I'm like oh it's my kegel balls and he was like maybe you need to find a new drawer and I'm like uh, eventually she doesn't know what she's playing with yet they're hot pink you know she grabbed a toy she thought it was cool um but I would I'm I'm always interested of like shifting things around like ball versus an egg if there was a big difference or not a difference yeah. Are they bigger? Are the the eggs bigger than the Kegel balls? Generally. I mean, I've never seen eggs. either. You can get eggs in all different sizes too, right? Caroline, you should go get your pink. I was I was about to say if you give me so 30 I can see what they look <laughs> yeah. like. I'll refill my glass and there you uh, go. go get a pair of my balls. <laughs> a pair of my balls. <laughs> Just go grab <laughs> them by the balls. <laughs> She's wearing her nasty woman shirt, so. <laughs> I do have a question for Jenny. So did you do that dare? Did you oh. walk across? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. I mean, I was kind of playing with the playing with them in my home. And then he said he would. Yeah. And he, that's what he said. Like, hey, why don't, why don't you um, try that? And And I was up for it. I mean. Part of, for me, um, breaking out of my shell sexually was 
doing like really risky things. Not risky. That sounds terrible. As soon as I said it, not a little out of your comfort, not, not, yeah, but doing things that were out of my identity. And that was definitely out of my identity. Um, But, um, but there was also, you know, a method to the madness. It, it, it actually, it may, it brought a lot, it brings a lot of body awareness and also it's um, it's like, you know, you see some of those Instagram pictures where people are weightlifting with their vagina. Like I haven't done that like 30 pounds, like forget that. I don't think the vagina was meant for that. Um, (laughs) But this is um, it's building um, flexibility too. I, I had heard that in um, Thailand, some of the women that work as sex workers, they can um, move the balls all different ways in there, like reorder them and stuff in their, in their, they're in there. Like they, just like a belly dancer can like isolate part of their body. They can like shift them and like, there's no way I got to that level. Right. (laughs) Um, Just like I never did in belly dancing, but um but it did, it did, you know, change me inside to a large, you know, to a certain extent in terms of, you know, muscles and stuff. So, yeah. Now you're going to show your, show ball. us your balls. Yeah, so I ran upstairs and Rick's watching TV. He's like, oh, are you done? I'm like, no, I got to grab my Kegel balls. He's like, <laughs> look on his face. He goes, how did that come up? I was like, oh, I was talking about Holly running around the balls. He's like, yeah, that was pretty funny. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. You can see like one smaller than the other, I guess. That Have looks a lot different than the eggs. Time? I only use one pair at a time. So like you pop it in and then like a tampon, you can uh-huh. pop, those, pop those fuckers out. But I had a lot of, um, I had a lot of pelvic damage after my second child. So I, I've been in, um, (laughs) vagina, uh, physical therapy two different times with three different specialists. So it funny enough, I, before I actually went into physical therapy, I thought like my nine and a half pound bowling ball baby had like broken my vagina the wrong way, but it had actually tightened too much and it was making a lot of tailbone pain. So I went into pelvic floor treatment thinking I was too loose. So I bought all these Kegel balls. I was doing all this stuff and I show up and they, they stuck all these like electrodes in me and made me like clench and stuff. And they realized my, my vaginal wall was actually like too tight. So I had to learn to like relax Hmm. my vagina. I didn't know that that was a problem. Um, But since then I've had another baby that was also a huge child. So I went back into pelvic floor treatment so it's like this delicate balance mm. of like having like a loose vagina to a vagina that's so tight it hurts my ass bone. Hmm. So how did you learn to relax your vagina then? Like, you know, it's interesting that, you know, again, going back to body awareness, knowing how to tense and relax. Like, it's easy to do that with my hand right now, but it's, you know, we don't. Yeah. So I agree. Like I, I walked in there assuming they were going to tell me that like, I was about to have like a prolapsed vagina. I was sure. I was like, I've had two nine and a half pound babies. Like this has to be the problem. 
and they were like, oh, no, no, you're too tight. And the way they described it was like any muscle, if we learn to over clench it, mm-hmm. we never know how to relax it. So if we think about like the like when we pull up, like when we're doing like the elevator, like Kegel moves, like we're tight, tight, tight up. The opposite is they all described it. And I've seen three different wonderful women like gently pushing a poo. Hmm. That was how they all, they all described it. And they said like, you start it that way. And eventually you get to the point where you're actually just pushing your vaginal muscles versus just your rect, like your whole rectal area. Like you get to the point where you can do it. But like one had me getting in like the cat cow position and I would like tense up in the cat and then just give a gentle push in the cow. Like when I do my yoga, I do my in tight out push. Oh. And that 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 um, whole thing about feeling like you're pushing a poo, <laughs> you that is part of having this like really deep orgasm. So when you're about to have it, you push like that, and that's what really activates it. Oh, I know how to do the push. Yeah. Oh, you're you're a lot closer than all all the rest of us right now. But it's always <laughs> a delicate balance because that whole part of my plumbing, you know, sometimes it's too tight, sometimes it's too loose. Oh, I can see my cheeks. Nice cheeks. I'm getting, I'm getting a little flushed from that first glass of wine. Oh. So I'm, I'm gonna Karen. Mm. <laughs> He's going to be like, you were talking about pushing poos. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm pretty sure I once, yeah, I did. I once told a story on, on this show about how I, farted in Jeff's face one time while he was going down on me. So, I mean, no subject is off limits. <laughs> I was so relaxed. I always think of, is it, um, it wasn't Clerks. What is the other Silent Bob movie? Mall, the mall one. Oh, okay. Mall rats. Mall rats. Yeah. And they're like, there's this one scene where she was going down on him and he farts. And like, there's this whole thing about him talking about how relaxed he was. I don't know. That just that scene just came into my head, so I shared it with everyone. So there you go. <laughs> I had an ex that um, when he would finish orgasming, like he would start like pulse farting, and it would like horrify him when he did it. But it would make me giggle so much because I understood it was just the muscle, it's just a body. It was just the body, and it wasn't all the time. But like he would go through phases where that would happen a lot. And um, so you would giggle while he was uh, orgasming. Yeah. So like he would finish <laughs> orgasming and towards the end, like he would start like having these like puffs and he would be like, as he would start making this horrified face, I would start laughing <laughs> Poor poor man. <laughs> would it help him laugh too? He would like, eventually I was like, dude, it's funny. Like I get what's happening. Like it, it's all okay. It's just the um, body. Yeah, it's just just our body. Yeah, I think that sometimes, again, going back to getting out of your head and into your body, just not thinking so much about the different sounds and things that your body makes, because it's just the body. It's what the body does. And sometimes it's funny. So did I, I, 
brought the show down with the <laughs> thoughts we're of all farting. Thinking, like, has that ever happened? <laughs> has it happened to anyone else besides me? <laughs> I've never had mm-hmm. anybody fart during sex. I'm during masturbation, and I know never. it gets me from having sex sometimes when I know I'm real gassy. So you're kind of making me want to, like, let that go. <laughs> well, like... You know, your pussy can have hair in it, and it can make a farting noise. Like, I've had that happen. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah all queefing is funny. It is. <laughs> <laughs> farting is still funny. I mean, you know, gotta have some childlike wonder in play. I think that's an important thing, too, you know, is being able to have a sense of humor about sex. I mean, it's just, it's funny sometimes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I remember um, someone was, another uh, woman that was on the show that I'd interviewed for the podcast. Um, how do you say her name wrong? It's Jeanette Pele, I think. She was a sex coach and she was talking about um, when you have a partner who has erectile dysfunction and just being able to have fun with it. And like she was talking about like getting um, edible paints and like painting with the penis and things like that, you know, just to make it fun because so much of that, of course, feels very emotional for people who suffer with any kind of struggles they're having with with sex. Um, So being able to just make it playful. And know that it's just the body. Not to minimize the body. <laughs> Love you, body. Mm-hmm. Um, Jenny, it, I love how you in tune you are with your sexuality i wanted to ask you what turns you off oh it turns me off off i thought you were going the other direction um well um i have been through a huge um transformation in my sexuality um I used to, um, I, you, I'm older than you guys, right? But there's a movie called The Secretary. Oh, yeah. That is I a long, that. that was out for a long time ago. And um, early on, and when I got first got married, um, we watched that. And that was like incredibly a turn on for me, right? And... I had a, I married someone who um, introduced me to some stuff from the ancient past about women and all of this. And I started to like shift everything about what I thought about sex. And it took years, but, and it took, it took having an open relationship too. And him coaching me, like when a guy is about to like do something that is, kind of going across my boundary, like to be really empowered and say, no, that's not cool with me. And so it took me actually having sex with a lot of men 
in an open relationship because with my husband, it was safe. But with other men, it was really scary for me. And I was really submissive. Um, But the submissive could really easily go into the abusive because I just knew that that's the way I was wired. So it was really practicing the opposite of that for a long time and having this other image about what sex could be from the past, from the ancient past. And it was so weird, like probably about 10 years later, that movie just came on TV again. And I watched it and I could not believe how much I had changed. Like not only did I not get turned on by that anymore, I just, I was, it made me really sad that that, that turned me on before. Like, that's just me. That's just me. But it had, I had completely shifted. And so, you know, um, when I hear people say, oh, research says people can't change their, how their brain works and what triggers them and what, no, actually I'm proof of the fact that being very submissive was the only thing that turned me on. And then that changed to not that I was domineering, but um, it was a different experience where submissiveness is the thing that turns me off. Like if someone was like, Oh, I'm going to spank you. I'd be like, you know, playfully, I'd say like, nah, that's not cool with me. You know, it just, it doesn't, it doesn't turn. If that's the thing that turns me off is, any kind of um, making me less, less than, Um, but I needed that at one point. I absolutely needed that you're in charge. I'm not, Um, I can surrender now, but it's not surrendering to him. It's surrendering to like the goddess within me. It's not surrendering to him. So, yeah. So, Tell us more about the ancient practices that your husband introduced you to. Well, I guess to keep a long story short, I mean, basically, I had no idea that I I believe sex was for men. I believe pleasure was more of a guy thing. I didn't really believe pleasure was for women. And I had no, like, thought in my head that women could be, like, super powerful about their sexuality, but not in a domineering way. Like I had no idea that women could be like, like their sexuality could be their fuel, their aliveness, but it wasn't that um, they were going to use it to manipulate or it wasn't that they were going to use it as a control thing. It was that they could just like be full of their sexuality and not have to apologize for it. And also, not have to like um, be in a relationship where it was like a power chip, you know? Um, So it was just learning about, there's a book called when God was a woman. Um, There's a book called sacred pleasure, just going from like one book to one book to one book, another thing. And then it was like visiting, you know, Greece, it was visiting France. It was visiting um, Ireland and going to some of these sacred sites where, the, the divine feminine was really revered in the past and spirituality and sex were one and the same. And there was pornography, but pornography was kind of looking to female 
sexual organs as like a portal to another world. Like there was a reverence and an awe and, you know, a time before rape existed and stuff. And, um, you know, standing on that land, like I'm, when I was in ancient Greece, like I, I went to sleep when I, and I just, I felt like the ancients were talking to me. Like there was all these dreams and these memories of having a life back there. And, you know, so all of that, um, shifted me and and then you know first time i had some of these more empowering sexual experiences first of all it broke the past of incest like it just broke that connection that i had from the past and um instead of me feeling like i was a child in my sexuality um because the first time i had consensual sex i started talking like a five-year-old and i didn't even know that i was an abuse survivor until my body gave me the memory the first time I had consensual sex. And, um, and so it was kind of going through this healing process and accessing, because I believe these women that lived in the past, that memory is, is accessible to all of us. We all have this shared DNA, this shared cellular memory. And it was like, okay, I want to learn about these women. And I want to access that memory, not the little five-year-old that was scared of her dad that was you know would please anyone and you know just look to be pleasing to men no 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 that's not me anymore you know so it was shifting in that way um yeah but can you name the books again for those who are listening who are like I want to go read those yeah well I mean God is when God was a woman. God was a um, woman. Okay. Marilyn Stone and um, Sacred Pleasure by Renee Eisler are were two kind of foundational books for me. Yeah. Sarah, can you throw that on Facebook? Yes. Oh, sure. oh, oh yeah. Can. Actually, Jenny, yeah, maybe if you'll, <laughs> yeah, if you could do that, that would make more sense than me doing it. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. If you could put that on our group, that would be awesome. Yeah, sure. Yeah, thank you for sharing that journey. I mean, you've really done that. I mean, I I didn't, I've heard some of that from you being on the show, but I didn't know that you went to Greece and France and Ireland to see these sites. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, there's something about putting your feet on the ground and the, yeah. the, the land still holds those memories. You know, like there's been so much that has been, try to destroy like archaeological archaeological research to destroy these artifacts so women don't have that connection to the past but in Ireland there's probably which I was born in there's probably more visual images there than anywhere else in the world and it's called the Sheila Nagig and if you see this image I have a website called rethinksex.org and I wrote a blog about this and you can see the image like she has stone carvings right from the like from early um fifth sixth seventh century i believe i could be wrong about that but i think it's that early and um they're in churches they're over churches right and big eyes and you see their vulva is huge and they've got their legs spread and the idea was that a woman's sexual energy was powerful and it could um ward off like demonic energy it was the protection for the for the people that went to church 
their the sexual energy protected them from from evil energy like it was that powerful and i have a book called the natural history of the vagina and um i could put that in too and it talks about there's a long history of women raising their skirts and showing their vagina to like the enemy and men you know there's like a warring tribe coming coming at them and they show their vagina and the the men run away because if they have this energy this unseen energy you know and so you know now we see pussy is like you call someone a pussy and that means they're weak right it's like all of these words that once meant something very different have been co-opted and turned and it used to be the vagina was the most like it was just the most powerful thing um, known, right? So you take words and you twist them and it twists the meaning and you you lose the link of, mem- of memory of how powerful we really are and were, you know? That's really, so. yeah, I love that. It makes me think of there's another book that I, I read and I got to meet the author a while back. She spoke at Book People and, Austin, but the book is called Cunt Declaration of Independence. Love that book. You you know that one too, Caroline? Yep. <laughs> Inga Musio, I think is her name. Yeah. Um I, I've spent a long time since I've read it. I think I was like nineteen or twenty or something. So you yeah, know that was like our college years. Yeah, yeah college years. Good times. But you know, I like the what you were saying, Caroline, the whole idea of um, sexual awakening, the thought that that should be just during the college years, like in your 20s. And then, you know, after that, you're done. And being just all of us reminding ourselves that, like you were talking about your journey of sexual awakening, Jenny, that it didn't happen in your 20s. Um, and you can have many phases of sexual awakening in your life as well. And being able to embrace that, that it doesn't have to be only in your 20s when, you know, you don't have responsibilities and all of this kind of stuff that we are worthy of that sexual awakening and connecting with our sexual power at any times in our lives, no matter who you're responsible for besides yourself. Yeah, like Tara, I I agree with you. Like there's, and I can't think of it off the top of my head, but so much research talking about like, women coming into their own when it comes to like their orgasms and the height of their sexual like satisfaction being in their forties. And I keep like thinking like, Oh, I'm a couple of years away. Like when is it going to happen? Like, Oh, a couple more years and I'll get there. But it is, it's like this lull between like the beginning of exploring sex. And then this like, at some point in my forties, I'm going to have this magical moment of like confidence and shift. But I guess maybe it's more of us like working it, it out in between to like have these moments. Yeah. And I think the big thing about the 40s is that if typically women have children in their 20s and 30s and the reason it's the 40s is just because the children are older, you know, and then it's like finally. So it is the intention of being able to make it happen for yourself now doesn't you don't have to wait until nobody needs you so much you know because you need you dude I still have a kid sucking on my boobs three times a day like Mm. 
Somebody is literally like yeah. looking at me. So I am like boobies. Such a weird... hmm? Boobies. <laughs> Audrey got oh. old enough to be able to be like boobies whenever she wanted to nurse. It was. <laughs> She calls them boo-boos, which really confuses people because she'll start, like, crying and saying boo-boo, and people will think she's hurt. So I, like, I like warn a person ahead of time. Like, if she says boo-boo, she's asking for my tits. And, of course, we're, like, now getting to that special age where people now really judge it because she's a certain age. And, like, one of his aunts the other day was like, so why – why are you still doing this? And I was like, like, I wouldn't like my nipples to not like drip milk when I'm having sex. Like I wouldn't like to not have somebody on there um, other than him. I'm like, it, it, it's just where she is. But yeah, that's, um, that's fun. Does Rick like, ever have some breast milk? Door in 20 <laughs> minutes. And like, you're going to start hearing like. She's ready for the boobs. boobs. <laughs> Well, I think also, you know, I mean, lactating breasts can be er er erotic, right? But we've been, they can be, I mean, they don't have to be, but um, that's another thing that um, is not really encouraged to be erotic. It's like, if you're a mother, you also can't be sexual. So, you know, even... I mean, I'm going to be candid here. There was a few times when I was breastfeeding that I felt aroused. I mean, it happens. It's the body. It's the way the body is hardwired. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, actually my feel like my own right now. Yeah. Like I'm, it's been a lot of years. So I'm, I'm slowly looking forward to that moment where like my boobs are really for sex again. And not like soothing the small child. Yeah, they're for pleasure. Your pleasure. Right now. Yeah. Well, she's running around and stealing my Kegel balls. She's got my tits. <laughs> she's got my Kegel balls. <laughs> <laughs> tell her about this. About how she's cramping my style. She's gonna be horrified. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah i know i we can i mean we can all give ourselves inspiring stories about our sexuality but i mean it comes down to it when you have little kids it really is hard i mean it just is you know that's why the 40s are such a magical time because they're gone because at least they're older I'm 41 now and mine mine's 7 so I do feel like at least there's been there's been a a break in in the needs you know like we can lock the door and put a movie on and have time sometimes we can do that mm-hmm. but we couldn't have done that when she was 3 you know So it's finding those moments when your body is your own. Yeah. Well, it's been nice having this time with all of y'all just to talk about it today. I mean, this, Mm. I really miss seeing everybody in person. I know I say this every show, but I do, but this is great too. I mean, 
couldn't have had Caroline or Jenny be on before. So, I mean, this was really cool to have both of y'all from out of state. And glad to have you, Chantel and Karen, come back on the show. And it was just really good. I know it's. Yeah, I'm going to be really selfish and say I, I love that you're getting to do this on Zoom because I get to, to see all some awesome ladies that I don't usually get to see. Yeah, well. You know, even, you know, even when there's a shift and we can do these in person, I think I'm still going to do some on Zoom because I want, I want everyone who wants to be included to be included in this, you know, I mean, we all need this so much. So thank you everybody for taking time out of your self-care time to come and do self-care in this group. This was awesome. It was fun and informative. (laughs) Yeah. Great. Thank you for sharing your work, Jenny. I really appreciate that. Oh, thanks for asking. Really neat. And thank you for all the listeners who are listening to us and supporting the Shameless Sexual Revolution as we are all working to sexually liberate women. So, viva la vulva. <laughs> thank you, Tara. The fight for an idea is liberated and spreads only onto which its ability for the narrative to successfully evade the fall to the ideology of the past. When one clings to the familiarity of history, they are deciding at that moment and every moment subsequent to that, that tomorrow will be no better than today. When you are not fighting with us to destroy the illegitimacy that has maintained that women must be subjugated to a life of shame for loving sex, whether it be in the manner of which each woman desires or not, is in itself the highest corruption that has ever been allowed to perpetuate for the explicit purpose to suppress women for far too long. Time to stop this oppression here, today, before we allow our daughters to be injected directly into their hearts and souls, the debilitating poison of shame. Allow me to extend my hand to you as you extend your infinite unwavering power to me. Join us in this fight for all women. Be part of the shameless sexual revolution by becoming a shameless rebel. Go to our website, makemorelovenotwar.com, and let us know you support the shameless sexual revolution by sending us an email. Spread the message about our mission by forwarding a link to our podcast. Together, one day, we will celebrate our victory with all the glory it deserves. But for today, we fight. Join us now!